breaking news at Beaumont's, Australia's newest range of hard flooring has arrived. Luxury vinyl, heavenly hybrid, stunning laminate and engineered timber. And right now, buy five square metres and get the next one free. For all your flooring needs, you'll be happy you chose Beaumont's. Beaumont's. Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Right now, get 25% off a huge range of Aussie-made floor tiles at Beaumont Tiles. And welcome to another episode of Homestyle. I'm producer Jane Neild and I jump into a studio with Shana Blaze every couple of weeks. Of course, we do it all thanks to the wonderful team at Beaumont Tiles. They are busy. Right now, you can get 25% off a huge range of Aussie-made floor tiles at Beaumont Tiles. Another person who is always busy, although a couple of weeks ago we spoke about a wonderful holiday which sounded very relaxing with a bit of work thrown in, is Shana Blaze, interior designer. The Blue Bottle on The Masked Singer. If you haven't seen that episode yet, go back and check Shana out. Bit of music in the works, Shana, as you reinvigorate a part of your career that um, obviously you're very talented in the vocal stakes, the music department, but I hope that we're going to see Shana Blaze on the radio in the next, I don't know, few months, what? years? Radio. <laughs> the radio's a tricky one. I mean, Kylie Minogue, Kylie Minogue couldn't even get her Padam Padam played. Um, initially and you know so it's just radio is very fickle so I think the fact that we have our own ways of getting music out there like the Mars <laughs> Singer or something like that um, is a good way to go so I don't think you're going to hear me on the radio you no. never know though Shane because exactly like you're saying about Kylie with Padum Padum it becomes a global dance floor hit yeah. and you yeah. know suddenly the radio station's going oh um, yeah actually there is something in this <laughs> yeah, we don't have a choice we have to well I'm glad you have high um, high expectations there Jane but I'll, I'll just keep it really low and just you know I'll put out some music hopefully maybe towards the end of the year early next year we'll just see what happens um, but yeah doing some original music and putting out there is just as scary as doing the mass singer because you just don't know how people are going to react oh absolutely but I think look I was in a band and signed to a record label 20 or so years ago uh, back in the day oh. in Adelaide and the Did weird oh you didn't know that well actually coming to Spotify soon because um, my old bass players decided to remaster everything and put it on Spotify but thinking about that like when you were singing I mean you used to do full on gigs didn't you you were actually performing quite a lot there was no Facebook when I was in a band there was just MySpace there was no Instagram so unless you got played on the radio or you just literally played five shows a week and you had an email list there was no way of getting a fan base but now completely different Yeah, and even like on YouTube, like YouTube's a big thing um, for artists as well. So it, it, it is one of those things, totally agree, like, you you know, you just had to just beg your, beg your friends and family and, you know, doing a lot of corporate gigs that was, you know, really focusing on the Friday night crowd and the Saturday night crowd to be able to see you people because people used to want to go out and then we had a thing called the Green Guide in Melbourne. I'm not sure you had that. Yes. (laughs) Um, But people used to actually look at the Green Guide on a Thursday and work out what bands um, to go see on the weekend. So you used to plan what gig you were going to go to and they'd be, you know, you'd have a look at Friday. If you had a gig on Friday and there might be 200 bands playing. Um, It's just a different world of performing now. 
Oh, totally different, but I absolutely believe that, especially with, you know, platforms like Spotify, you only need people who are just into you who can follow you regardless of how much support you might have behind you. Um, Shana, can you tell me, though, what sort of music? Like, I'm wondering, are you doing a Kylie dance sort of thing? Are you more of a jazz singer? Is it more like, are we talking love songs here or what, what genre are we in? Um, it, it's definitely got a soul feel to it. Cool. Definitely soul, um, more sort of an up jazz rather than just sort of like s- small ballads and uh, but yeah definitely soulful for sure well and I- soul can go from high-end action to just a, a, a little just sort of relaxing tune oh i love it and as kylie minogue has proven there is no age restraints anymore on women in music back in the day i was told oh it's all over by the time you're about 28 doll so make the most of it i think yeah. we've, we've come a lot long a long way from that kind of attitude now where it's like if the music is great it doesn't matter <laughs> it's pretty much in a lot of areas now not just music like even tv and um print and you know we just had and, and movies like you know, it is the era of um, all ages now and it's not, you know, it's not the era of the older woman. It's the era of, um, you know, you can be any age. You can be 15 or you can be 75 and still get some attention. Like, it, you know, there's still barriers that, that you have to knock down, but it's not unusual to, you know, you look at Helen Mirren, like she was 75 and she did the L'Oreal um, fashion um catwalk over in Puglia and oh my god and she looked incredible so you know what I think our ageism has really been um knocked out um there'll be a lot of people that turn around and say no you don't know what you're talking about but I think generally feeling like your career isn't over because of a timeline anymore and I think that's what's really exciting about you know the world we're in today is that ageism um, is really a nothing and you just have to push it aside and say, you know what, it's not. I can do just as much as what I did back then. And also I think that there's something now emerging that we are seeing, um, I don't know if you saw the sort of headlines and there was a lot of clickbait articles, but Pamela Anderson went to um, Paris Fashion Week a few weeks ago with no makeup on and it was like this huge like moment in time where women can actually be in, seen in public without full do makeovers. And, I mean, I love the fact Shana, I see you on TV and just go, wow, but then I see you with your cup of tea and your pyjamas on sometimes recording. Like, how good is it that we're starting to see that actually be acknowledged that our women actually have a right, as men do every day, to go out in public without having to have a full makeover? (laughs) Yeah, and I think, honestly, incredibly brave because she was going to be spotlighted. I think that's the thing. You're not brave not wearing makeup. You're brave because you're going to be spotlighted. And, you know, the thing is that, you know, she's known for a full glamour look. And so it's a really big difference. And, you know, I remember when Alicia Keys make, made a big stand of not um, doing makeup and going to, you know, awards nights and, and red carpets. So it, it is brave. Would I go and do it? I walk around every day without makeup, but would I go to a red carpet or something like that? Oh, I don't think I would. <laughs> Well done, Pamela, though. She certainly uh, made people think about the whole concept. And, of course, this is Homestyle. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Right now you can get 25% off a huge range of Aussie-made floor tiles at Beaumont Tiles. And 
I've been doing catch up on the block uh, and I binge watch a few episodes at a time. But Shana, I thought that we would talk a little bit about some of the bathroom trends, thanks to Beaumont Tiles, that we saw on the block this season. And your sort of opinions on, on some of the styles and the looks that we're seeing coming through, because I don't know whether for a couple of years I felt like everything seemed to be in a similar vein and, you know, one year you could have interchanged a bathroom from the next. But I feel like this year, especially with that mid-century period of the homes, we've seen some really different looks coming through. So can you sort of summarise, you know, some of those trends that we've seen? I mean, terrazzo is certainly one that really stood out for me. So if you can just explain to listeners who might not have that visual image what that is and maybe what sort of style that represents. Well, terrazzo is um, basically chipped pieces of um marble and granite that is put into um, a bigger surface and that really is synonymous with the 20s and the 50s so there's a you'd see a lot of 50s houses that would have probably the step like if it was a brick 1950s it would have the the step in a terrazzo you'd sometimes see it in the bathroom as well Um, but definitely art deco and 1950s is very synonymous with um, terrazzo and I think the thing is you know we've seen the exploding and changing of terrazzo. It used to be a very traditional sort of look, whereas now we see it in pinks and we see it in ochres and we see it in blues. And, um, you know, I did a mini terrazzo in my um, renovation in Country Home Rescue and that was a print. It wasn't an actual terrazzo. So it's also the affordability um, of terrazzo is is very, very high end. So the fact that we can now do tiles that are printed with that look, and honestly, the technology is so incredible, you can't even tell it's not real half the time because of the quality of the tile and the print that's on top of it. So the affordability has allowed us to, and affordability and also the change of technology has allowed us to use all these different types of looks. You know, we were very big on marble for a long time, and um, that's definitely got a lot of strength. But uh, the, the terrazzo, but also travertine. We've seen a lot of travertine in this one, which is all, I have to say, travertine was something in the 2000s that was around a lot. And that's not really synonymous with the period. It's more of a style. Like, Can you explain to me exactly what travertine is for just that visual image for listeners? Well, travertine is sort of a, a it's a quite a yellowy stone colour and it's quite dusty. It's a natural porous material, so you have to put a, a a sealer over it. But again, we have the the technology so you can reproduce it not as natural stone, but it just has lots of inbuilt texture that is not repeated and it's a beautiful stone it doesn't you know it doesn't work on bench tops because it is so porous so you have to have something that's you know technology enhanced to use it on a bench surface but you tend to use it on on flooring and on walls and you know bases of things rather than on the bench top it really is a beautiful material but you've got to make sure what you mix with it is right because it does have quite a high yellow base to it so you've got to have your whites sort of worked out with it and because it has a yellow base putting cool colors 
doesn't quite work with it. So we are in those natural tones and those beautiful warm tones coming into summer that, you know, travertine is really taking off for that look. And um, if you see it in a French lay, which means that you have a large cobblestone, a sort of a small square one and a couple of uh, rectangular pieces and it, it frames like almost like a parquetry pattern and then you put that and that is timeless. It's absolutely timeless. You'll see that, you know, I've just come back from a holiday. You'll see that in Roman times. Like mm. it's that timeless. Oh, anything that can last a few <laughs> thousand years is a good deal. Um, House One had an issue with a toilet placement. So for anyone thinking of renovating who are thinking of doing their bathroom layout, and of course you can go to Beaumont's, they've done all the hard work for you. Shane has done it all with the complete bathroom packages. But just sort of remind us, like, is, is your number one hate when you walk in and the toilet is just directly in your eye line, Shana? <laughs> Well, the thing is that there's so many beautiful things you can look at in a bathroom. It's it's the basins, it's the mirror, it's the vanity, it's the shower, it's the bath. The fact that you would choose to put a toilet directly opposite the opening door not only is ugly, but it's a lack of privacy in the fact that, you know, if someone accidentally opens the door and someone's on the toilet, but also not everyone is good at closing doors. So if you're in a hallway and you're passing the bathroom, that you're looking at the toilet. And it really is that thing that because we know it's a toilet, it conjures up images of unclean. It really mm. does. So, you know, it's it's also... you the direction of the door like sometimes you don't have a choice so it might be a case of okay well we have to put that toilet in that place but let's change the direction of the opening of the door which when you open it it might look at something else you know opening it left or opening it right gives you a completely different perspective and then also a sliding door so it's the direction of where you open the sliding door so always think of how your doors open walking into it and what is the first thing that you see because sometimes just changing the hinging on the door can completely change the room and the fact you've still got the toilet in the same position. Mm, um, you can jump on the Beaumont's website too because they have that be visual uh, tool that you can actually visualise things because I sort of struggle with the visual aspect of planning but of course there's plenty of things you can do to help you along the way. Um, house 2, Leah and Ash had bathroom sinks in them that Neil said looked like public drinking fountains so they had a sort of curved back and literally yeah like a semicircular uh, basin and I was actually thinking that Neil said it. You've then tried to wash your face in the bathroom sink and realised that because of the length of a tap and the design of the sink, you'd actually just have water going everywhere. So that whole concept of making a statement, but then the functionality not being there, it's a bit of a problem, isn't it? Look, I think the thing is that the the sink on its own is quite beautiful and it wasn't us having a go at the sink itself but the shape of it was quite a miniature size so we're talking about scale if it was an over oversized one it probably would have looked incredible like because it was a quirky bathroom but it was a very small one that you would put in a powder room in a very small room so the the way it um, that sink was it was the splashback and the basin could have just hung on a wall so it's perfect for that little tiny powder room and so that's what it's meant for so it's using it out of its concept it needed to be 30% larger for it to one work in scale and three as you said like the tap 
um, nozzle wasn't the right length. So, and if you had a smaller um, tap, it would have felt miniature. So it was it was a wrong selection. It really was. Do you think that's actually going to make too much difference at auction or not? Look, on the day, it makes a huge difference. At auction, it depends what the buyers are focusing on because the thing is that's not an easy basin to change mm. because the, the way the vanity is made is affected as well. So that would have to be replaced and changed, but it's not about waterproofing. So that's the biggest thing. that they can, you know, If you've got the waterproofing of the floor and the shower that has to be changed, that's a big issue. Um, it could turn someone off. Um, but if there's other parts that they love and fall in love with, they go, all right, I'll put up with that for a while till I can change it. So it it, it just depends what the buyer's after. But definitely on the day of moving forward, um, yeah, it's it's not a functional bathroom. Mm. House three, you've spoken about waterproofing there. Christy and Brett, we saw an absolute disaster with um, their, I think it was the redo bathroom, but basically they presented an unfinished bathroom because they'd pulled tiles off and stuffed up their waterproofing. So for anyone thinking of renovating, uh, doing a bit of DIY, we're talking fairly serious territory here because the number of people, and I think I remember you saying on a previous podcast that you had a place that actually it turned out the waterproofing hadn't worked properly and had issues structurally because of little water leakages. It's something you hear quite frequently. So waterproofing, like not something to be stuffed around with and taken lightly in a bathroom redo. No, and I I think, you know, also that Brett's a tiler and so he knows this. (laughs) He knows this. So the fact that the waterproof – and that's what also is that double-edged sword of going on to the the block with the trade is that, well, you're expected to be the best at it. So the fact that they did that was – I can't comprehend other than that they weren't focusing on it. But that is a major stuff-up and that's just – a. It's something that the bathroom can't be ticked off on. So it needs to be done and addressed. So it's not just a case of like getting a score down. It just means that it's a massive fail because it has to be taken off again. Oh, and so for anyone doing a renovation and thinking they're going to do some DIY stuff at home themselves, like really you've got to be 100% certain that that waterproofing layer is intact and it's up to scratch. So you really need yeah. the professionals. I mean, Beaumonts, they can help you out with your trades as well, can't they? Yeah, and I think that's the thing. There's so many different types of waterproofing. You know, being able to do a bathroom in a week is quite hard for everybody, but there's, you know, new special formulas that they can dry really quickly in 24 hours, whereas it used to have to be three days. But waterproofing, it it just can't be overlooked and it can't be haphazard, and it actually needs a certificate. You need a certificate to do it. Now, Steph and Gian in House 4, they did a redo bathroom that had a lack of face level storage. You were mortified. What did they expect you were going to say, Shana? Comments, thoughts? (laughs) I I thought it was quite... Look, I think the thing is that Steph is open to all... um, feedback because she's learning it as much as she's an architect she's on she's only out of out of the um college not that long so she's learning every job is a learning journey for her but the fact that you walked in and you had these mirrors that were literally teetering on the ledge and then when you turned around it just made more sense to have it there because you were getting the natural light bouncing off the mirror so it just couldn't work that one out I think it was just the thought of I need the impact when I walk in the room I need to see the vanity Um, but she turned it around and I think the fact you know that was the one one of the ones that had a strip drain 
that went across it that was just quite confronting. And the fact that she ended up putting a waterproof runner there made the whole difference. So it is all the trick of the eye too, because that would have been so incredibly expensive to to replace and change. Again, it's the waterproofing. Um, but just by putting a waterproof rug and having that little small solution um, makes everything. So now we've got the vanities in the right spot with face level storage and we're not looking at the drain. Huge difference and, and also change the colour of the board. Um, you know, the board they had there, I think um, Marty said it reminded me, him of a, a prison cell. That was <laughs> that too much. But it just, it it had lost all its warmth. So they, you know, there's quite a few, few things to address, the aesthetic warmth of it, that strip drain and also the lack of storage and it was on the wrong side of the room. So that that was, it might sound like not a much to, not much to everyone watching, but it was a big deal. Um, And tell me the definition of a Jack and Jill bathroom, because I'm not sure why I find that um, sort of <laughs> style so cute, but is that essentially a two-door access bathroom? Yeah, there used to be chairs called Jack and Jill. So they were the little chairs where you'd have like a seat either side and a little thing in the middle. So it was just like you could sit there together rather than being a two-seater. It had a clear de- definition of um, a change. So, yeah, it's definitely that you have a double access. A Jack and Jill means you've got access from two bedrooms or two sources. It doesn't mean that you've got an access from one bedroom to a hallway. That's just two entries. So it has to service two bedrooms as a Jack and Jill. Is that something that's um, still fairly popular? Because I sort of remember that being more of a thing, um, maybe back in the sort of 70s, 80s, 90s, before we had these gigantic houses that had four bedrooms and five bathrooms. Yeah, I I think there was quite a few in the 70s and that was so revolutionary. And then what happened is we were changing the floor plan so much that there wasn't enough to actually do those types of bathrooms. Everyone needed a main bathroom and essentially these Jack and Jills are en suites. So, you know, we needed a main bathroom, a Jack and Jill and then a master en suite. So the Jack and Jill tended to move away. I like it. Uh, Eliza and Liberty, House 5, they had... I don't know, Shana, maybe it's just because I remember the 80s, but um, white framing on mirrors and white um, being a bit of a trend in that bathroom, does it speak 80s to you or do you like that style? Is it a trend that we're going to see more? Because I honestly can't remember ever seeing white frames on things like mirrors on the block ever. I think we've seen lots of dark tonings with with black. I I don't think it's a trend. I think they've just done something different. Um, The white... The thing is, white stands out. If you do it as a black trim and everything else is is light colour, the trim disappears. So it's exactly what you said, is that doing a white trim just is like a beacon towards you. It's just sort of like, here I am, I'm a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) So is it something you would do yourself or like, I don't know, it just stood out to me? It just depends the rest of the room. It depends what it is. Like I tend to do mostly frameless and um, just a very thin black so it disappears or timber. Um, But the white isn't something that I generally do. If the whole bathroom's white and it's got that pristine look to it, I'd probably put the white in or I would do like a metal that would match the tapware. Well, that's... No, that is a bit of a wrap of some of the styles we've seen in the block for 2023. And, of course, by 
Beaumont's big part of the show. Right now you can get 25% off a huge range of Aussie-made floor tiles at Beaumont Tiles. And Shane, I think it's great that Beaumonts are promoting the Australian-made tiles as well because we want to support local jobs. We want to support local um, makers. So really good to, to actually think about where your tiles come from. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think I think the thing is that, you know, we... we as you said, we do love to support local, but it just means also the delivery costs are quite quite dramatic compared to something that's come from overseas. Mm, absolutely. Cutting down on those uh, travel miles. Uh, we've got some listener questions now for you, Shana. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Hashtag what would Shana do if you want to uh, hit Shana up on her socials? 25% off a huge range of Aussie-made floor tiles now at Beaumont Tiles. Um, this one came through from Gabby via the email, which is podcast at sen.com.au. Hi, Shana, says uh, Gabby. I need some advice on what to pair my couch with in my living room to add more seating. I have a large three-seater couch from King Furniture. It's a Rio, covered in taupe-coloured leather. Should I add a smaller version of the same couch, like a two-seater, or a couple of uh, occasional chairs in a different colour or material? My floor is Tassie oak and walls are white, feather soft from Dulux. I love all the detail that Gabby's given us. I also... She's have... not messing around. I need no. this sorted. <laughs> I also have blue teal vibes throughout the house, um, laminate in the kitchen, laundry and feature wall in the study. So do you just go with a matchy-matchy on the sofas or not, Shana? I think those types of couches are a massive statement. Like you were talking the 90s before. If you do two matching couches, it's definitely the 90s. We are, we are about having one statement couch or one statement piece and then if it's a modular then you've got that same sort of area people can't see me but i'm actually doing it with my hands showing how the modular goes and where it goes the gesticulation (laughs) is off the charts yes (laughs) (laughs) you are better off doing a contrast it doesn't have to be a high contrast it can be something that's just a, a very um a subtle detail in the fact it's got texture so it might be something that's in the similar colouring, but just like a, a little bit lighter or a little bit darker than the existing couch. And that way you're still keeping in the, the colour tonings and then your accents might just come from the rug or it might come from the cushions. I hope that helps, Gabby. So maybe not the matchy-matchy, although the 90s is pretty big right now, so maybe you're going for that look. I wouldn't. <laughs> Hashtag what would Shana do? You can send a question for our very last episode of Homestyle via the email podcast at sen.com.au. That's all we've got time for this week, Shana. And, of course, thanks to the team at Beaumont Tiles, 25% off a huge range of Aussie-made floor tiles at Beaumont Tiles. Shana, next uh, episode, as we wrap things up for this uh, series of Homestyle, lots of listener questions. Are you up for that? Absolutely. I think that's the the great thing that people hear all this stuff and see on the block. The block's finished. Give me some answers. Give me inspiration. So bring it on. (laughs) We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks on Homestyle. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Right now, get 25% off a huge range of Aussie-made floor tiles at Beaumont Tiles. At Beaumont's, we want to give you more for less. With up to 20% off our outdoor tile range, stretch your budget for that alfresco area. Or update your bathroom and living areas with 25% off most Australian-made floor tiles. Only at Beaumont's. Beaumont's.